For Alabama fans tonight is either going to be a night where we celebrate triumphantly or that piano finally does fall on our heads. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. We want to thank you for making us your first listen. Also, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, which we'll talk about in just a bit. Uh, Jimmy is apparently going incognito today with his hat. He never wears a hat, but he is today. And maybe he's wearing a hat because you can go ahead and crown Alabama the national champion here in just a couple of weeks. I just jinxed the hell out of this thing. But, Jimmy, we got a big game tonight against San Diego State, our arch rival. Um, (laughs) uh, have Have we ever played them? If we have, it's new to me. I haven't even looked that up. Uh, if we have, it's new to me. I, I'm sh- I'm sure we haven't played them since 1986, since I started paying attention to Alabama basketball. Unless we've somehow played them in one of these holiday tournaments, but I I, I don't I don't think so. Uh, it is a, a strange that I'm going to ask you the question: If we win tonight, is it the biggest win in the history of Alabama basketball? It's funny to ask that question when you're playing San Diego State uh, because you would think that would be we'd be playing Kentucky or North Carolina or Indiana. But I think Alabama winning a Sweet 16 game, uh, it's definitely arguable that it would be the biggest win in Alabama 04 team. I think even bigger because this team has already accomplished a whole lot more than the 04 team did. The 04 team's accomplishment was making the NCAA tournament and then advancing to the Elite Eight. This is already a championship basketball team. They've won the SEC and the SEC tournament. We've never done that and advanced to the Elite Eight. I I think it's the biggest game in Alabama basketball history in the sense that if you win it, this is the win we're we're, we're talking about, or at least until Sunday, might even get bigger. I see where they have played Alabama State. Uh, (laughs) They have played them. They're 1-0 against Alabama State. Uh, They have played Georgia. Uh, they, They played Arkansas. But I don't believe San Diego State and Alabama have ever played. Um, and so, hey, yeah. you know, got that if going. Us, if they beat us, I hope they don't make Alabama State was better T-shirts. That'll that'll hurt. That'll sting. Listen, I don't want to be 0-1 against San Diego State and UAB, okay? <laughs> so let's go ahead and take care of business tonight. Um, so, Jimmy, what do you see? Uh, about tonight. Do, do you feel optimistic? I was on a show in Montgomery earlier this morning and the host was talking about how, Luke, tell me why I should feel optimistic. He goes, I've been an Alabama basketball fan for 30, you know, 40 years. Tell me why I should feel optimistic. And I said, look, I, I feel like this team is just built differently. And they also have all the components to win a game like this. I mean, Alabama can uh, beat you at your game, meaning if you're like an uh, uh, up-tempo team, Alabama can do that. If you are a team that plays really stout defense, Alabama can do that too. If you're a team, uh, if if you need a superstar to step up, Alabama's got one of those for sure. Um, and not only that, people keep talking about how, well, you know, maybe Alabama's young team will be a little bit intimidated, blah, blah, blah. People always seem to forget Brandon Miller's 20 years old. He's not your typical freshman. And also, I think this schedule that we played, and I haven't heard anybody really talk about this. 
I know Michigan State's out, but Alabama played them. They were in the Sweet 16. Houston's still in the Sweet 16. Alabama played them. Uh, UConn in the Elite Eight. Alabama played them. Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. Alabama played them. Uh, Tennessee was in the Sweet 16, as well as Arkansas, and Alabama played Arkansas twice. So, I, I mean, this team is uh, uh, seasoned. And I feel like that's going to help them a lot tonight, whereas San Diego State hadn't played a lot of big games like that. They haven't played nearly as many as Alabama, and they haven't really won like Alabama has against these good teams. I did note San Diego State's played Arkansas. Uh, They lost uh, by four points. Uh, They've played uh, uh, several good – you know, they play good teams in the West, to be honest. I mean, even Boise's a pretty good – but – I did note that they played uh, Arkansas and, and and lost. They played Arizona, which is an outstanding team, and they lost by 18. Uh, so I, I think when I looked over San Diego State's results and their schedule, uh, I felt better. I mean, in terms of Alabama clearly has a better resume. But, but we don't need to examine San Diego State's resume to know that. All we got to do is look at the one next to Alabama's name and the five next to theirs and know that Alabama has played a a better resume and, and just ha- has a better resume based on who, who they've played and beaten. Uh, San Diego State is clearly good. There are five. That means in the committee's, uh, in the committee's thinking, they were one of the top 20 teams in this tournament. Uh, that that's, makes them really, really good. Uh, and then in the tournament, they've done nothing to, to dissuade that, although their, their, uh, their path has been beating College of Charles and then firm Alabama hasn't had a really tough path either, uh, although Alabama did beat a Maryland team uh, that, that certainly had some nice wins. But uh, I, I do think San Diego State's really good defensively. They're going to be a big challenge uh, to score uh, against. But I think Alabama is also very good defensively, and San Diego State doesn't score even against uh, average teams out west. So uh, I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I won't be surprised if Alabama comes out a little tight. Uh, But I think in the second half, uh, Alabama pulls away. And in the end, Alabama has scorers and too many players that can make a play offensively. uh, And and they'll eventually score enough points to win the game. I I doubt tonight is a blowout. But I do think another double-digit win is very possible. I'm going to pick Alabama to win right at 10 points. Luke, I'm going to say 65-55 in a real low-scoring game. So you do think Alabama covers um, 65-55? Wow, uh, interesting. Yeah. I'm just I giving mean, them both teams' defense. I'm not saying Alabama can't score more than 65. Alabama's really, really good. I'm also trying not to jinx things by being too optimistic and giving a nod to history that you let off the show with, Luke. I mean, Alabama is 1-8 in, in these games in history. Uh, I know tonight, today's team has nothing to do with what happened in 1970, you know, six against Indiana. Uh, but that said, this is new territory for Alabama. I'm, I'm uncomfortable in this rarefied air. Uh, so, yeah, Alabama's one and eight. I don't want to get too optimistic, yet predicting us to cover and winning by 10, I would say, is uh, f- fairly optimistic. Let me say this, too. People always like to say, well, I know in 1946 it has nothing to do with what happens in 2023. Yes, in just that one year to 2023, but when you have a history of doing something, 
I feel like it is in the program's DNA. I mean, why isn't it just like with a family? Like if you go, man, those, those Robinsons can't trust them or those Steins, you know, they got all the money, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just like you always have, uh, whatever. I mean, or whatever, you know, any of these traits. I do have a nice house. It's right behind me. Seats about a hundred. <laughs> seats a hundred. Seats a hundred and two thousand. You need to get the roof fixed. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, you, I, I think it is part of your personality. And then, see, your family DNA doesn't really change until you have somebody like cousin Frank marries this girl from out of nowhere that is so unlike anybody else in your family. That she, you know, like maybe your family sort of grumbly during the holidays or whatever. And then cousin Frank marries, um, I don't know, Sharon. How about that's a good name, Sharon. And Sharon comes in from from uh, or Portland, Oregon. She's sort of fun loving and she's she's seen the world a little bit. And she comes in and really spices up the holidays. And, and from that point forward, the holidays are a lot more fun. Well, maybe Nate Oates is our Sharon. He comes in makes things happier and more fun. And uh, he comes in and sort of shakes the the blues off of our family history of being bounced in the Sweet 16. This may be the worst analogy I've ever had, but I don't care. It's, well, it's it's either the worst one or the best one. There's no middle, there's no middle ground. <laughs> Maybe we need a sharing in this podcast. Anyway, all right. Let me tell everybody about FanDuel. You know you want to use FanDuel. You know why? Because it's the best. I mean, FanDuel is just awesome. Go check them out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can go download that app as easy as pie. And uh, you can start betting on uh, these games. You can bet on uh, games coming up. You can, you've got that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win at FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up today, and claim your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more with FanDuel. I was just in New York. They got FanDuel stuff everywhere, and uh, everybody's using it and having a blast. So go check out FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Jimmy, uh, I think we got to talk about the games yesterday, too, because that was some banana stuff. Um First of all, I love the little Noel point guard from Kansas State. I love his story. I love the fact he's from New York. And um, he was just – it was great because he had this unbelievable game. But at the end, he took two of the worst three-pointers I've about ever seen somebody take. And it, 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 it didn't hurt him. I mean, they still ended up winning. If they had lost, and let's say that they had determined that that really deep three-pointer he took from like the New York Knicks logo or the, I guess, the NCAA logo at the time um, – if that had not been blocked and Michigan State had, you know, had had the self-awareness to grab the ball and still let it go out of bounds or whatever, and Michigan State had won, I think people would be talking about that instead of his 19 assists and 20 points, which were amazing, by the way. I mean, he was special to watch. And what scares me is that if we do make the Final Four, if we are fortunate enough to make the Final Four, we could be playing this bunch. And they've got uh, Keontae George from from – who's originally at Florida. Remember he collapsed on the court. Everybody knows about that now. And then they got this Noel kid who is an incredible point guard. And yeah, we played pretty good defense overall as a team. I would say though, you know, Ziegler as a point guard had a good game against us. He hurt us pretty good. And this guy's going to be different than anybody we've ever seen this year. So I feel like uh, that could be an interesting matchup. Then of course the, the Tennessee Florida Atlantic thing. Now look, I, 
full disclosure, I went to bed before that was over or the UCLA Gonzaga. There's no way I'm staying up for that after driving to New York and DC and, and I have to go to Phoenix night. There's no way I'm staying up for that. But Gonzaga UCLA was like the perfect Pac-12 after dark game. Oh, definitely. And it was a it, it was a blast. I mean, I've heard all about it today and seen a ton of highlights. So I mean, it was just an absolute incredible game. Drew Timmy went off again, uh, and he but he did miss two free throws late. And yeah. Timmy's the guy who ate our lunch. I mean, and I've got Alabama Gonzaga in the title game, so uh, that would be an interesting matchup. And so uh, just a lot of fun last night, uh, and then watching Eric Musselman get the. I mean, he was beaten so badly they made him put another shirt on. Like an extra shirt. <laughs> a straight jacket. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about last night? I mean, for sure. Michigan State, Kansas State, I think may have been the best game of the tournament, which is saying a lot. Uh, boy, shout out to Tom Izzo, who comes in as a seven seed, but has Michigan State playing like a Final Four team. He truly is one of the great March coaches in the sport. Uh, this Kansas State team is very good. I, 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 had them in, I have them in the Final Four. Uh, all the Big 12 teams are so, so gifted, uh, so talented. And, uh, man, if Alabama ends up matched up against Kansas State, Katie bar the door or Sharon, Aunt Sharon bar the door because she sounds good at barring the door uh, with all her world travels and being from Portland. So uh, I, I think I think Alabama's hands are full tonight with San Diego State. So I'm going to stress about the Aztecs, and then I will stress on Sunday about Creighton or Princeton Hopefully, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that final four. Uh, there could be some really good teams because Gonzaga is national championship. The state is national championship worthy. Uh, I don't know that I would say the same about uh, Florida Atlantic. UConn is uh, how crazy that Alabama has already played both UConn and Gonzaga uh, and is 0 and 2, you know, against them just to show how good those teams are. And really how good Alabama is, I mean, to be the number one overall seed, uh, you're expected to play with the Gonzagas and the Yukons, and Alabama came up short during the season, but it would be fun to get another shot. Yeah, I love the – if you're from Portland, uh, Aunt Sharon, you are definitely used to barricading some stuff or at least locking up your toiletries like a Walgreens or something. <laughs> it's been pretty crazy over there. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Again, I don't kn- – all right, we're getting way too ahead of ourselves, but I, yeah. I do want to ask this. Um, who – if let's assume Alabama makes the national championship game. Do, do, who would you want to play of the, of the truly viable options? I mean, don't pick the easiest option and say – I mean, I can tell you who I least want to play, and that's UConn. Yeah. I'm not sure that – that that they aren't playing the best of anybody in the country right now. Uh, if Texas beats Houston, uh, Texas is a game. Houston would be really tough because we've already beat them. And we're in Houston for the game. If it's Texas, Houston, UConn, Gonzaga. Jesus. I mean, uh, wow, wow. I mean, there's Alabama. I'll say this. If Alabama beats San Diego State, and then plays a Creighton on Sunday and beats and somehow beats Creighton and gets to the Final Four. I will admit that Alabama's path to the Final Four maybe hasn't been as challenging as a lot of teams' trips to the Final Four. But once you get there, you're playing a national championship worthy team in the semifinal and again in the final. There, there, there ain't going to be no breaks out there. There, 
the, the, these are going to be all national championship worthy teams. Uh, at the, and you earned it, by the way. I mean, if you're the number one seed, you should have an easier path. No, that's right. That's right. I'm not saying that Alabama got lucky. I'm saying Alabama traveled the path of a number one overall seed, which is by design. And by the way, San Diego State and Creighton uh, in particular are both better than their brands. I mean, they, they, all these teams have brands. We know what the UCLA brand is or even what the Indiana brand is. San Diego State's better than Indiana and and maybe even, uh, you know, uh, uh, North Carolina, for instance, this year. Kentucky. You know they're better than the, than than that team. Uh, they just don't have the brand, but but they are good teams, no question. Especially Creighton. Yeah, Creighton's going to be a problem if if we have to play them. I mean, look, I think Princeton's going to be a problem if we play them. I mean, obviously, if Princeton has beaten the teams, it's beaten. They're a problem if they get to the Elite Eight. I mean, that's an issue. So, yeah. um, I'd really kind of rather play Creighton because the thought of losing to Princeton to go to the Final Four mm-hmm. would make me. Uh, vomit uncontrollably, violently. Vomit. Uh, let me tell everybody about Will. Well, Aunt Sharon will be on cleanup. <laughs> well, she's fun-loving, front, free-spirited. She's all about it. She she's might just say, leave it. Dude. She's the one that holds the hair of her friends in the bathroom when they're thrown <laughs> up. So, I mean, but it's not a big deal to, to hold my hair, I don't guess. Um, anyway, uh, Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. It's awesome. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the churro bar because that's my favorite one. It's awesome. Um, and if you want Alabama to win, then you're going to be voting for that bar too because that's you care about us and Alabama and churros. Uh, support your bar or your puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puff delivered monthly straight to yo dough. You got to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever. I'm not kidding around. I love it. My son, who is a workout warrior, loves it. They're delicious. They don't taste like a protein bar. They taste a lot better than that. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote today. Go there right after this podcast. Go check them out. We appreciate Built for being a super, super sponsor. All right, Jimmy, um, let's talk a little bit about Pro Day, just because it's an Alabama podcast and we always want to work some football in. Bryce Young, I thought he showed out. I mean, in the few clips I got to see, um, I know the Carolina Panthers came in and went to dinner with him. I know he had salad and scallops, apparently, to stick to his diet. Um, And I don't know if anybody really cares about that. I wondered where you go, where like the owners of the Panthers and – all these coaches and uh, Bryce Young and everybody goes, where do they go to eat in Tuscaloosa? And where do you get scallops and salad? Um, I was, I'm guessing they went to Chuck's fish uh, Uh because so much of the Alabama football takes a great relationship there. And there's some private rooms at Chuck's fish. So I'm guessing that could have also been the chop house. Um, And and, because I I know they serve scallops (laughs) and salad (laughs) might've been the chop house. Uh, but they don't. They have a very open dining floor. I, I, I would guess Chuck's Fish because they have private rooms, and, and Bryce was able to, or Alabama football was able to secure that for them, so uh, they can meet and not not be swarmed. Because when Bryce eats out in public, even in Tuscaloosa, and then obviously these uh, Carolina folks are highly recognizable. As were the Seahawks, by the way. Uh, Bryce also spent considerable time with the Seahawks and the Raiders uh, yesterday. Why, uh, why the Raiders? What what the hell? I, 
you know, they I figured they, they were there for Will Anderson. They could be in the quarterback market, you know, but they're picking so far back they'd have to trade up, you know, to, to get Bryce. But obviously anything could happen. And I agree that the Raiders were probably very interested in Will Anderson, as were the Seahawks, who were uh, meeting with Bryce as well. But to me, to me at this point, Luke, and anything can change in terms of the draft order and trades, but you'd almost have to have to just bet a large sum right now. Bryce is going to be a Panther or a Texan. Yeah, which one do you feel like it's going to be? I mean, boy, it is. It feels like it's it's neck and neck between he and Stroud. I mean, I, I hear the people saying Stroud's got, you know, throws the, the not the better ball, maybe the fat, maybe got more velocity, um, and he also is bigger. I mean, yeah. I understand that, but I mean, while as while everybody is bragging on what Stroud did against Georgia, I would also argue Stroud these last two years. Have had has had better receivers um, because of Alabama's injury issues uh, two years ago, and then uh, obviously had better receivers than Alabama did last year. So, and and he plays weaker competition. I mean, whereas everybody was bragging on uh, Stroud against Georgia, Al- Bryce Young had to play Georgia twice, and the first time he loses one of his best receivers. Um, they, he still gets a big win. The second time, he loses his other best receiver, and he's putting the ball where exactly where it needs to be. We just didn't have another receiver that can make the plays. So I feel like Bryce is still the pick. I know I'm a homer. I have no problem saying mm-hmm. that. I would go Bryce and it w- and wouldn't think twice. In fact, that would be what I would put on a T-shirt. I would go Bryce and not think twice. <laughs> uh, I I do uh, agree that the, I think the Panthers will select Bryce, but here's what's odd. Uh, I was on two Panthers, uh, not Panther shows, but uh, I had two two interviews from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina yesterday. Panthers uh, folks <laughs> want to know what, you know what what the take was about Bryce's pro day, and uh, from from just my research that before I did those interviews and from talking to those hosts. Uh, C.J. Stroud is the popular pick. I mean, in terms of the fans seem to prefer Stroud and, and the issue being 100% size. I mean, that that's the issue with the fans. That's what's made Stroud more popular uh, with Carolina fans. Uh, but I get the sense from insiders uh, that the Panthers front office favors Bryce. Uh, now, well, I'll be shocked if it goes the other way. Of course not. I think both guys are very worthy of the first. Both guys are so good. Uh, the Texans probably don't even really care. I mean, I, I think the Texans are fine with taking whichever one of the two drops to them at two, uh, and they won't hesitate to take the other, which shows how how good and close they both are. But uh, I, I do think it will be Bryce. Um even though Stroud is more is the safer pick because of his size. He's, I think Stroud's a safe pick. I also think Bryce has more upside. I think Bryce is more like Mahomes, whereas Stroud is just more typical NFL. Uh, so I, I think the Panthers will gamble a little bit and, and, and go with Bryce. That, that's my feeling, but hey, it could be either way. And and, and what's interesting today is as soon as the as as Luke, as soon as the Panthers packed up and left Tuscaloosa, all of them, the owner and all of them, they all went out to Tuscaloosa Airport, got in that plane with the big Panthers logo, and uh, flew to Lexington. And they're there today for Will Levis's pro day. 
uh, and then they will all be there in mass for the Anthony Richardson Pro Day on Monday. So uh, they're they're still checking all the boxes and and giving everyone the thorough vetting. Uh, but I think it'll be Bryce at number one. Will I be surprised if it's Stroud at one and and, and Bryce at two? No. Where I'll be surprised is if it's not Stroud and and, and Bryce at the top. All right, buddy. Let's uh, pull the Alabama Crimson Tide to a big victory tonight against San Diego State. And then uh, Sunday, let's do it again and let's go to the Final Four and just, you know, let the rough end drag from there. But until maybe tomorrow, we'll have a pod. We're not sure yet. I'm flying to Phoenix, actually, during the game. So, yes, that's just horrible. But I'm hoping they have Wi-Fi. So, um, anyway, we hopefully will get to do a podcast tomorrow. And until then, roll tide, everybody. If we win, I'm going to party like it's 1999, but that's okay. Aunt Sharon's going to clean everything up. <laughs> Say roll that. Roll that.